This is Allison June Smith, and you are listening to the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. What is going on, my sweet chinchillas? Hey, this is Jake. Before we start the show, go check out our YouTube page, please. YouTube.com forward slash Yuck Yucks. And check out your favorite comedians. They are all on there. And please do me a favor, subscribe. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Be sure to visit us at www.yuckyucks.com. Twitter. Twitter. And follow us on Twitter using hashtag YYCP. What is going on, my little yuckamaniacs? This is your host, Jake Hirsch, and thank you for joining me on the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. Hey, before I go any further, before I get sidetracked into my own crazy life and uh, my intro to the show, let me give a big shout out to uh, my buddy Lane Argue. Now, Lane Argue is, you heard the very cool, very, very hip, very sexy uh, guitar intro that uh, is backing me on the show. And yes, Lane Argue. Guitar, musician extraordinaire, teacher. He uh, he did that intro for me. Thank you very, very much. I implore you guys, please, 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 go check him out at Lane Argue. And we're going to put a link up on the site. In fact, uh, Camille, yes, I'm talking to you, Camille, as you're listening to this before it goes to air. Uh, please put a link up to Lane Argue's site. You can catch him at laneargueguitar.com. It's got a very cool website. And it, I'm just going to say this, man. He's a, he's a good-looking dude. He's a good... See, that's the look I would go for if I wasn't fat, 100%. Because, like, he's got that... And, and, and this is not, by any means, uh, uh, you know, any type of an insult to, you know, musicians out there because I consider this guy uh, a musician. Um guy from Matchbox 20, Rob, uh, uh, I forgot his damn name. Anyway, Rob Thomas, Rob Thomas. Yes. Rob Thomas. Uh, you know, like you see Rob Thomas, you click on, you know, Google images, you're going to see just a very, uh, hip, cool, laid back looking, just, a just a musician, just someone who just looks like they are born to be a musician. Like if I looked at Lane's picture, I would not be, that's Lane argue the accountant. That is Lane Argue, the doctor. That he is—he was born to become a musician. He just has the look. He makes it, and like, see me, I can't do that. I can't just like reinvent myself and be like, yeah, I'm going to look cool and and fucking hip and the whole nine yards and look like that. It's—I mean, I can go out and buy the you know the bracelets and the and the plaid shirt and the you know grow the facial hair, but I'm I'm not going to look like that. I'm just not. I'm always going to look like some weird throw up of 
that little fat Colombian guy who wanted to get into boogie nights, uh, the, into porn and, uh, Eric Estrada from chips. So I don't know. Uh, Lane argues got the look and he's got the talent and he's got the skills. Good buddy. Mr. Lane argue. Yes. Thank you very much, Lane. I appreciate that. That's a badass intro brother. Uh, Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. It has been a fantastic week. I have just been, uh, over the moon. Over the moon, folks. I just got back from Texas. I was able to go down there and visit uh, my mother, who uh, you know resides down there, and uh, she just had some major, you know, uh, health uh, complications, some surgeries, and I, I went down there to be by it, uh, be at her side and 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 keep her some, you know, keep her company and 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 try to try to help out with the recovery process, you know, and and it's it's you know it's so weird, you know, I never thought I'd get old. I never thought. I would, you know, get old, like my bones would never ache or, uh, my health would never suffer. Uh, those are all things that happened to your grandparents growing up. And it's really weird because as I get older and I know I'm not like ancient or anything like that, but it's, it's weird. You know, you get up to your older, you know, your late thirties or early four, you know, early forties, you get to see your parents essentially become grandparents. So they're kind of at that level where you remember being a kid and, and looking up at your grandparents and thinking, wow, they're old. And when they get really old, they start to look frail and, and weak. And, and it's really difficult. You know, it's, it's difficult to see people age. It's difficult to see people go through health problems knowing that just comes with the territory. Man, I am not looking forward to getting old at all. And you know what? You, you always get those people out there who are like, oh, you know, if they found the cure for, you know, being young, staying forever youthful, I'd never take it. You know, I couldn't stand to be on this earth for a hundred. Come on. Come on. Are you telling me you wouldn't want to stick around an extra 50 years or something like that? I mean, if life was really going well for you, you wouldn't stick around? Come on. You know you would. Yeah, if you're like a homeless person eating out of a trash can and like lady and tramping your noodles... Yeah, you'd probably want to get, you know, lights out. I mean, my life sucks. But if you're, you know, sitting in a hot tub at a mansion, you know, and and, and making great money and, and living the life, why would you want that to end? I mean, look at celebrities. Wouldn't they just, I mean, come on. Come on. Doesn't it kind of piss you off a little bit when, like, when, like, uh, who was that chick who played... Oh man, I can't even. I'm having. I'm drawing blank. I'm I'm O for O tonight, folks. Uh, there was, the, I think it was Charlie's Theron. She played like this, you know, uh, hitchhiking murderer, serial killer. The one, the lady got put to death down in Florida. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, uh, could you not have let like an ugly person be cast for this? I mean, you had to put on makeup to be ugly. Like you're taking an ugly person's job. Out of, I, I don't get it. I don't get it, man. You know, it's like, it's like you really, you, you know, you needed that extra paycheck. I think, it, I think the, the character's name was Eileen Wuros or, or something like that. Or chur, no, chur, not churro. Churro's a Mexican snack. Uh, Wuros or something like that. Anyway, she was this like crazy mental hitchhiking hooker who slept with everybody and then would kill them afterwards. A total black widow situation. But, uh, and she was in prison and she gave these, you know, a bunch of crazy interviews. And anyway, wow, this podcast is, whoo, the train has left the tracks, people. Hey, today we're talking to 
an incredible, incredible talent. His name is Sonny Dollywall. And Sonny Dollywall, I had the pleasure of watching him perform uh, at Yucks in Calgary. And just the wit on this guy. And we actually talk about this in the interview, but I compare him to a very young Chris Rock. Now, I'm not trying to jinx anybody here by saying, you know, you got to live up to expectations or, you know, live up to Chris Rock's image or anything. I mean, no, I'm just saying, listen, he, his style, his quickness, uh, his crowd work, uh, his comebacks, his insight, just very sharp, super sharp, really good, good comedy and very witty. And I immediately captivated me into watching, uh, you know, his show very, very intently. And, very young Chris Rock is what I got from it. But anyway, uh, we get a chance to sit down and catch up. Uh, now, we're doing this interview over the phone because we tried to hook up when Sonny was in town. Unfortunately, uh, our schedules just did not match up, and we had to uh, end up doing this thing over the phone. And this was the night before, actually, Sonny was leaving uh, to go to India, and we will talk about this um, in the interview as well, very, very uh, near and dear cause to his heart. And um, yeah, very, very deep, very powerful. And uh, just what a hell of a great interview. Uh, one of my new favorite comics, uh, Sonny Dollywall, is joining us on the show today. Guys, please go check out our web pages. Uh, check out who's playing. And, and, and please just ask yourself quickly, where are you spending New Year's Eve this year? Because this year... I'm, I'm telling you, you know what? I can't do this without Lane. Lane, are you, can you, can you give me something here? Oh yeah. Give me a little something to work with there, baby. Welcome back, my sweet chinchillas, please. Check out your local listings, local yuckyucks.com website to see who is playing in your area for New Year's Eve. You do not want to miss this opportunity to party it down in the new year. But for right now, Let's go talk to Sunny Dollywall. But I am all man. <laughs> all man. <laughs> so how's it going, my man? It's going good. It's going good. Just uh Almost done packing. I should have done this a long time ago. <laughs> when are you? Uh, when are you taking off? I am going to India. Really? And when do you leave? Yeah. I leave uh, at uh, three a.m. I'm getting picked up to go to the Jesus, man! I don't know how you guys do it. I, I, I honestly don't. Because as a comedian, like you guys leave at all. I mean, some of your airport runs are insane. That must yeah. be that must be horrible when you're when you're doing a when you're doing a show you go out to the after party or you, you know you're hanging out and drinking and then the next morning you got to be up at like five. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't. Uh, I usually don't do the five a.m. thing. I usually <laughs> do that uh, four p.m. thing. <laughs> Plenty of time to sleep in, man. Hey, exactly. so so you're you're based out of Vancouver, right? Yes. Perfect, man. And, and so tell me the backstory. How did? Uh, where did Sonny start out? I mean, like, where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in uh, Abbotsford, BC. Oh, okay, okay. So you're BC guy then, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Born in Vancouver, raised in Abbotsford. Uh, been here uh, all my life. Wow, wow. And when what, what was it like growing up? Did you come from a big, big family? Uh, not really. Just uh, I, I got two uh, sisters, one older, one younger, 
and yeah, just uh, just normal, I guess. I mean, I don't I don't know anything other than you know this right. life, but right. uh, it was just yeah, just just hanging out with friends and and going just doing sports, and then that was it. Comedy was not never on my mind. That, yeah, I was gonna ask that. So like you you weren't uh, you never thought about becoming a stand up like comedian when you were growing up then. No, I mean uh, one day uh, my uh, I went to my uh, cousin's house. He lives in uh, Surrey, BC. Right, right. And that's where uh, that's where they keep all the Indian people. Right, in Vancouver. <laughs> so round uh, them all up and put them out in Surrey. Exactly, segregation <laughs> is wrong. Okay, segregation <laughs> is very wrong. Uh, so I went there, and uh, he was he's way older than me. He's actually technically my uncle, but he's so young that uh, that you know. We're like cousins. We hang out with basketball. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, so he was watching. Uh, I think I was in. I was in elementary school. I know that. I forget which, which, uh, which grade uh, I was in. But right. He was watching uh, Chris Rock, uh, "Bring the Pain." Right. And that was the the first time I'd I'd heard stand up comedy. Wow. And uh, this guy, this this black dude, with his big CR behind him, <laughs> was uh, talking about. Uh, if you're in a relationship and you cheat on your girl and she catches you, right, and uh, and she breaks up with you, consider you got you got off lucky, right, right. That was because if she, yeah, because if you stay together, then you basically give gave her a, a dick get get dick free card, <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, like that's a blown away. Yeah, I never heard words like this before. <laughs> So I did it in school. Like I went to school and I just told all my friends. Right. But like out loud in front of everybody. <laughs> and I had never even like never even like been to the same place with a girl outside of school. that <laughs> <laughs> wasn't related to me, let alone talking about, man, if you cheat on your girl, you know what I mean? Right, right. Get dick free card. And uh, yeah, so I got, <laughs> I got suspended. But, uh, <laughs> I just remember everybody laughed. Everybody laughed. I was like, ah, that's pretty no good. No way. Oh, yeah. man, that's brilliant. But, okay, let me ask you this, though, man. Have you ever, has anybody ever considered your style very similar to Chris Rock's? No. Uh, I got no, a glimmer haven't. of that when I saw you perform on Thursday night. Oh, man. really? Yeah. Oh, I leaned so over. Great. I told my girl, I was like, he reminds me of like a young Chris Rock. Your smile, your flow, your comedy, your wit. Oh, man. It was just spot on. I was like, this is like a young Chris Rock. It was unbelievable. Oh, that's man. so kind of you. Thank you. That's uh, so funny you bring that up, though. As like that's being your first, you know, real impression of, of comedy was being Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's my all-time favorite comedian. Wow. Uh, so much so that when uh, when we did, like, uh, I, was, I, was in the, I was in the drama. Uh, I was in drama? Yeah, not the drama club. The drama. Right. right. The school. Yeah. I'm sure the class. And... Uh, and we did like a play, and uh, the the drama teacher let us do a play like that we could write ourselves. Right. And in it, I did an impression of Chris Rock. Like I was, I was literally Chris Rock. <laughs> no way. And that's yeah. And, and it was the it's the worst impression in the history of the world. <laughs> like all I did at, at the end was just go ah, like <laughs> the joke here. Like, ah. Yeah, I talked about um, you know, um, uh, smiles and McDonald's are free. <laughs> Um, and it, and I'm like, ain't no smiles in the ghetto, <laughs> like just because you know what I mean, like because that's what I got from Chris, and I I would right. I didn't understand it, I, I didn't know where it was coming from, but yeah. I just liked this stuff, <laughs> and so and so yeah, I did all this stuff, uh, and yeah, so I sounded exact. That's all I thought stand up was, and then 
I got into uh, Dave Chappelle, who's my second favorite comedian. Right. And and then when I first started, people were saying like, "Oh, you sounded not like his jokes, right? Or you know, like witty, like you were saying, but just literally, I would say something, and they were like, "Oh, that sounded exactly like Chappelle." No way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. So you've been uh, you've been getting compared to the greats uh, <laughs> since, yeah, I mean, since I, I elementary I school, man. Yeah. I, well, I, well, this was this is this is when I started comedy. Oh, okay, uh, okay. But uh, the Chappelle thing, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, but I I didn't get compared to Chappelle. Right, right. Uh, I just sounded like him. Yeah. When I said one word, so that's <laughs> yeah. But it just it just it just uh, it just uh, made me uh, you know be more conscious of who I'm watching lately right, because I'm right. like, oh, I'm gonna. Influence that sounds exactly like him. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. Your your comedy is just like very witty, very right. You know, like very like you do some crowd to work, which I find very impressive because not a lot of comedians that's their foray. They usually kind of get up there with a polished act, and and you worked off the crowd really, really well. Which is uh, Thank which you. is yeah, Thank, yeah. There's there's a, there's nothing polished. There's nothing polished about my act. Yeah, I I love that, yeah. man. I love that. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. So, so tell me, like, when did you start getting into comedy? Like, was it after school? Was it after college? Did you go to college? Like, what? Yeah, yeah. I went to. That? I was. I was. Um. So like, I. I mean, ever since that day, uh, I always liked comedy. Like that was my thing. Right. It was just. It was the greatest. Yeah. Um, and uh, I always wanted to be a comedian. Uh, after that, well, not a comedian. I just wanted to do something with comedy. Like I wanted to be an actor. Right. That's my dream. Uh, to this day, oh really? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would love to 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 make it. Just uh, you know, it's probably just not even more my passion. It's just the, the treatment, I guess. Sure. That, like you know, actors get yeah. and 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 what comedians get. It's it's like vastly, two different worlds. Vastly different. <laughs> yeah. Oh, huge. Yeah. yeah. Did you know actors get benefits? It's weird. <laughs> yeah, they have like they a union. Like and they got, yeah, they they you know they kind of subscribe to this union. And yeah. they get yeah benefits and the whole nine yards yeah yeah and so uh, I was a uh, uh, I was going to university but mm-hmm. I was working uh, at Staples right not to brag <laughs> uh, and my manager said hey you should do stand up just, just just from working there and watching me and right and and you know how many like how many joke references I would make right because if something happened I would say a joke and they were like oh that's hilarious and I'm like yeah that was uh, George Carlin or something like that. You know, right, I just right. like, I just, I have a encyclopedia in my head of, of the greats. And yeah. so, you know, why don't you do it? Why don't you write a original five minutes and, and, and go to a comedy club. Right. And I was like, no way. Like, there's no way I'm doing it. Uh, and the only reason I, I, I didn't want to do it is because uh, a couple of, a couple of things is, is one, I didn't think I could make a room full of people laugh. Right. Uh, two, I didn't want to be the worst on the show. <laughs> and three, the major, the major, uh, uh reason was, uh, this was my last dream at the point, right. at that point. So if I do this and I fail, it was, well, then now, swing, now I just work at Staples, right? <laughs> like that's, there is no backup that, passion. <laughs> yeah. That's my life now. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? If I, if I work, if I come into this, if I don't do it and I go come into work, it's like, yeah, but this kid has, you know, he could be a comedian if he wanted to. Right, right. And, and, you know, <laughs> it was like, oh, he, he, this guy tried to be a comedian and he failed miserably. His He's a nobody. Dream. That was it. 
Yeah, that's oh, it. Oh man. And so uh my manager made me a deal. She said uh if uh if I signed up and and went up uh that uh she would as well. Right. And I was like, "Oh, well, I'm funnier than you." Right. And th- that you know that took away one of the, one of the fears of being the worst on the show. Wow. That's incredible, yeah, so, man. Yeah, so she she signed us both up basically. And then she just never did hers. She just never. <laughs> she screwed you out of the yeah. deal, or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was great because like uh, it, it went really well. Right. And they had me back, and then they had me back again, and then they had me back so often that I had to quit Staples. No way! That's incredible, yeah. man. Yeah, it was, it was it was it was good times back then. But but it's it's funny though that you mentioned like like you had that. I mean, like one of the reasons that you listed was was just kind of like this fear of of not making a room full of people laugh. But right. as a performer, I mean, like growing up, you know, doing drama and stuff like that, a lot of the, it, it is, I mean, people think like, oh, you know, if you're in drama, you're in theater or something like that, it's really easy. But you've got a fourth wall there. Like there's something separating you from the audience that you're not necessarily yeah. playing exactly to. Like you're, you know, like there, there's a pause and there's a wait for applause and, and you kind of know like, you know, this stuff is scripted. So like there's a big, big difference with that. Yeah. And also like, uh, like you said, it is scripted. It's a. Uh somebody else's work sure. just repeating it right right i mean like hey hey don't don't boo me boo uh this shakespeare guy <laughs> right right because uh, it's not my words and you're with a, you're with a you usually uh, if it's not a one-man show you're with other people right sharing some responsibility uh, the, up there yeah yeah and the, this is you against the audience one-on-one that's what i love about it yeah, uh, yeah. as well it's just a. Uh, it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter how how overweight you are right it doesn't matter what you look like it doesn't matter you know if if you're attractive or how jacked up your teeth are like mine are big um <laughs> you know it's just they want to hear jokes and and if your jokes are funny they will laugh right right you know i had uh i had a uh a, a person that i knew from work uh, a different job not stables yeah uh come to a comedy show and he was hugely homophobic right crazy homophobic uh just uh you know threatened me at one point and just said man if i ever found out you were gay i'd pound your ass and Holy i'm like shit. for a homophobic guy those are wrong words to say <laughs> exactly uh, not exactly the right? threat you want to throw out there and, and i and i took him i took him to a comedy show and there's this uh, a comedian uh he's very very funny right his name is uh, darcy michaels right and in his act he um oh i don't know if i should say it, the, the reveal it but uh well, I'll tell you what, by the time this, this airs, if you find out any differently, if it's not public, then we can go back and cut it out. Perfect. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we'll just, uh, mute his name or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll call him. I'll, I'll text him like, uh, right after this. <laughs> and so, yeah, so he comes out, uh, and you know, like it surprises everybody. It's very funny right. and he's hilarious. He's hysterical. And you know, the, ends the show and the guy turns and looks at me he's like that guy is hilarious and you see like this guy huge homophobia right and he's just like no i gotta give it to him he's (laughs) this guy's so funny (laughs) that's awesome man unbelievable yeah i love it wow man definitely changes people entirely And, and you know what you're absolutely right you know it doesn't matter your color your creed demographic social status uh financial status 
if you're funny, man, you're fucking funny. There's no, yeah. there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. You entertain a crowd, man. You're on it. So like, dude, a lot of your comedy is just like, it, it comes from a lot of personal places. You know, you talk a lot about your experiences in life and stuff like that. Is that, is that something that are you pretty observational like that? Are you, does your comedy come from you just you're in a funny situation and you just whip out your phone and write it down, or, or are you do you take time out of your day to actually sit down and write? Um, a little of both. I mean, you're you're 100 percent right. Like everything that I talk about is one like 100 percent true. Like not 100 percent true, but like it is true. Like every right. joke I had, there was something that happened. Sure. Uh, and. And like, and then so I, I might change up the ending, or, or you know, make a twist in it, or, right. or do something to to make it more, uh, make it funny, right, or funnier. But everything it stemmed from a place. Like something happened to me. I thought it was weird, <laughs> so now I'm gonna talk about it. Right, right. And so, so yeah, I might uh, I write it in my phone. Might write it out all the way in my phone. Uh, might uh, might not might not even write it down, and then just think about it, uh, you know, a couple weeks later, and be like. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was crazy. Right. And and then just and then so so basically what it's it's changed over the years the writing process, but now I just feel like something happens, I want to talk about every angle I possibly have. Right. And so I'll go to a room uh, uh like an amateur night, open mic night sort of thing, uh and just do everything possible. Right. About the situation and uh and record it. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, you know, do it a couple, couple times where I just do everything and then figure out where they're laughing consistently at. Mm-hmm. Be like, okay, so that's, that's the parts I need. So take, take all the other excess stuff out that, that I can take out and, and make, and have the joke still make sense. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, tweak it from there. Right. And there's some, there's some jokes that, you know, I don't, that, that work and I don't touch them for a long time. Like I don't do anything. I just, I never talk about it again. Right. And then I'll remember it, or or I'll see it written down somewhere, and I'll bring it back. It turns out yeah, they were great. Like my closer, um, that story of trail happened years ago. Right. And I talked about it, like right after. Yeah. And and it worked. Uh, I just didn't know where to go with it. And then it wasn't until January of this year, actually. Right. That I, it it all clicked and it, it made it have made it work and. It worked across Canada. That was my closure for my entire tour. No way. Yeah, I was like, oh, wow, this joke man. is hitting yeah. everywhere. Absolutely. That is crazy, man. Yeah. And and it and you and the comedy resonates coast to coast. I mean, you don't find that you have to change your material around or, or change much thing or you know, mm-hmm. much up in your routine playing Vancouver as opposed to playing Saint John's. Yeah, no, uh that's the that was the, the hardest part and and um I think I got told very early. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hang out with a lot of comics, like after shows and stuff. Right. And I and I really respect their opinion. Like Vancouver has an amazing comedy scene. Yeah. Uh, full of you know yeah, great comedians. And so, one of the things somebody said to me, I forget who it was, but he said like your these jokes, you're gonna realize that you can't do too many local stuff or local references. And sure, you can change the name from a town to this town or whatever. Right. But uh, the joke. Uh, will only work here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can't have, you can't have the, um, like sure, a name of a town, uh, you know, like if I, if I talk about a hotel in Whitehorse, right. Uh, the, the punchline isn't like the name of the hotel or 
like you know or, or you know something that would only resonate with the people of Whitehorse of that town yeah it's the, yeah the joke is the hotel right and right. so even if someone has never heard of that town uh i'm still describing what the hotel was right you're bringing him there and, yeah yeah and and uh and he said like your jokes got to work everywhere right like, they got to work for old people they got to work for young people they got to work on a friday night late show mm-hmm. or a saturday afternoon uh and and so i was like man, like you know i was like this is this is difficult right, so right. trying to find those jokes and and still trying to talk about what i want to talk about right so when i do a, a rap joke it's i've done it in a room full of uh, old white people yeah that yeah, i have yeah. no idea what i'm talking about right right yeah so that that was the hardest part is That's crazy is yeah it's just figuring out how i can tell this joke everywhere and to anybody right and make it work and make it work yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, you just talked about hanging out with comedians and, and, you know, hanging out in the comedy scene and stuff like that. You're no stranger to, to opening up for, I mean, huge, huge people. I mean, you're, you're you know, obviously your your career has been taken off. Uh, you know, you're very well known throughout Canada. you got a huge fan base. But, you know, you've worked with some big, big names. You've opened for people like Mike uh, McDonald and Sugar Shammy, uh, Charlie Murphy. I mean, d- did you experience in this industry a lot of hands up as opposed to you know people being cut off from their success and saying i don't want to help the next generation come up did you meet comedians out there that were that were kind of willing to take you under their wing at all oh yeah 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 definitely um i mean i i'm sure i'm sure there's is uh, the same in any job where right. there's just people that that get bitter and and just you know just stuck in their ways and sure. this is what they want to do and they don't they don't really like the new new generations i helping out. Right. But you know, I've, you know, like, like I said, with the Vancouver comedy scene, I, I, I haven't had that. And, and if there were people like that, I just chose not to, to hang out with them. Right. Right. Just hang out with the, the people that, that, you know, kind of mentored me. Uh, and yeah, there's a bunch, I could list you a bunch of names, right. uh, but, um, uh, yeah. So huge, huge to, 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 um, to, to help my, career out i guess yeah um and and the, and and another thing is uh you have to be willing to accept change have you found that uh, you've had to evolve with that i mean because yeah, there's I mean, a lot I, of guys I, that start off and and they're very lackadaisical about stuff they're not very you know i mean i i've i think what i'm trying to say is that i've realized over over time interviewing comedians that there there's an evolution of it becoming it, or it being kind of like this this hobby or this side job or something like that to it really people perf- like mastering a craft like this is this is an actual craft that you guys do i mean you guys are artists and to over time i mean do you find that that you've had to to really become disciplined with the work or or do you think that you've become more laid to, like laid back with it or or how do you think that you've uh, changed with that uh I was, um, well, yeah, it d- d- depends on which aspect, mm-hmm. uh, for number of shows, definitely more, more last la- la- lackadaisical as the teeth again. Right. Um, because when I first started out, it was so amazing. Uh, I, I loved it so much that I was like, yeah, I will do any and every show. Right. And, you know, just drive up. And even if I wasn't on the show, I would just go on a weekend and watch, like you know a comedian and that's and that's another uh uh place where mentoring came in right it's because i would be just i wouldn't i wasn't on the show i i didn't get a guest spot or anything like that right i was just sitting in a booth by myself eating the free popcorn that all comedians get (laughs) 
And I watched all five shows, like the same act. Right. And That's I loved crazy. it. And I, yeah. To this day, I, I watch every, like I watch every show. Like I watched all five shows that I did in, in Calgary. Yeah. And you know, the same comedians, I would just sit in the back. I really, I don't, I just really enjoy comedy. And That's so, amazing, man. Yeah. so, so for that, uh, I, the number of shows have gone down, but yeah, I'm not, I don't do anything else anymore. So right. the time invested in comedy has, has gone way up. Right. Right. And, uh, and, and not, like, um, uh, when you were speaking of mentorship, there's, there's examples everywhere, but it's one of the, my main examples of, of, you know, comedy being a job and a craft, like you said, mm-hmm. is a, is a guy named Paul Meyerhog. Right. Uh, hilarious comedian. Also, uh, check him out. But, uh, he's the guy who has the funnest time I've ever seen at a comedy show. Right. So when you, when you go to a comedy show and you see him, you just like, Oh, this is, this is so fun. Right. You know, this guy does not take this seriously at all. Yeah. He's just a guy and then just here drinking, doing this stuff. Just this is fun. the, this is the life. Yeah. Paul Meyer hog. It takes this shit very serious. Like it, the next, the, what he told me like the next day driving with him and talking with him. Sure. Right. He's a fun guy and he has a lot of fun, but he has it at the show where he's supposed to. Right. Right. After yeah. the show, I looked at his schedule and I looked at my schedule. He's, he's like, yeah, no, I book you know, months and months in advance. Wow. And I was like, what? Like, it blew my mind. I'm like, he's like, like I, I have like next week and the week after covered, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Well, wait, wait, you're booking, you know, like May now? <laughs> this is crazy to me. And so I'm like, this guy's having this much fun. Right. But he treats it like a job and it is his job. Yeah. He should. Yeah. And and so that's, yeah, you see, like you were saying, like uh, the comics that, that, you know, do it uh half ass or whatever like sure. you know just they treat it like a hobby right you, you're gonna see it. you're gonna see c- comedians that treat it like a hobby and you're gonna see comedians that treat it like a job right and then just give it time and you see w- where they are right right you know they can start at the same time and yeah. you'll know which one treated it which way you know you've and not saying and yeah. not saying the other comedians that treat it like a hobby aren't funny right or they don't have the material uh that's not that's not the issue right you know, they they could be the funniest person in the world, but if they're if they're not, you know, giving it their all, then it's not going to work out. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah. You know, you've uh, a lot of times in, in the Canadian comedy scene, a lot of people have uh, talked about the all all too familiar ceiling, which people feel like their career hits a certain point and they don't have a lot of options left in Canada. Is that yeah. something that you constantly have your eye on? Uh, larger markets like L.A., New York, and or traveling internationally? For sh- for sure, yeah. I mean, because there's you know there's there's uh, certain credits that uh, you know comedians go for and, and things that you can do in right. in Canada. But once you've you know you crossed all those off, I mean, you can keep doing them mm-hmm. uh, and do them again, or or you know just go and do other things and. And and there and there are a couple of comedians, like, you know, there are some comedians that still stay in Canada and still make a great living, right? Doing comedy, sure. But yeah, that's always that's always been 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 on the back of my mind is 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 what is next, right? Uh, and and yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot of comedians move from different cities, like uh, they're in a smaller uh, comedy scene. They'll, they'll go over to to you know like something like Vancouver, right? Or if Vancouver comedian. Uh, you know, thinks that they've done everything they can to move over to Toronto, and then, and then you know, a lot, a lot of comedians are, are going down to LA or New York, yeah. which 
which yeah, that's that's always been on my mind for sure. Now you mentioned before that you know ultimately you would love, I mean, in the ideal world, to be uh, you know a Hollywood actor and stuff like that. Is that something that you actively pursue all the time? I mean, are you going out on auditions all the time, or or is that something that you hope can kind of segue off of your comedy? Oh no, yeah, I I, um, I got into acting uh, before comedy, right? And and so I still go to auditions and I still still do that actively. But uh, comedy just uh, uh, took off right. so so fast for me that I was like, oh man, this is this is fantastic. And then when I'm like, oh, I should still try this acting thing, um, you know, got, got a couple parts, and then just so I'm like, oh man, this is oh right, I forgot about this. This is this is so awesome. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and oh, they're and they're treating me so well. It was a uh, it's super great to um, to to be a working actor. Yeah. Uh, like, like, like say if you're like on a TV show and so you're constantly working. Right. Um, and that's what I, the situation I had, the, the power uh, and the, the, the pride it gave me to pick up my phone and turn down a gig that I would have to drive eight hours for to get paid $250 was right. amazing. <laughs> like that must have you know, been like, amazing I, feeling, I'd never right? done that before. Yeah. That's and crazy. just to be like, no, I think I have something else. <laughs> And that pays very, very well. As, as yes, well. <laughs> as opposed to the two hundred fifty dollars. Oh man, you is is that is that? Uh, are you willing to go into other areas? I mean, are you are you into writing? Are you into uh, in, you know? Because I mean, I hear a lot of people say that. Uh, I think I was interviewing Jonathan Torrens from uh, you know Jonovision or J J Rock. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. No, no, John, know him. Yeah, and he kind of said, you know what? I, I realized that in this industry, if you're going to try to survive in the Canadian market, you got to be good at you know, like a little bit of this, a little bit of that, maybe a little writing, a little bit of producing or directing, or, or you know, just kind of wearing a lot of different hats kind of makes you a little bit more of a commodity in that business. Is it? Is it something for you that that you look at that and say, you know? Uh, Ultimately, I would like to be doing one or the other, or is it, are you one of those guys? I mean, like if you look at someone like Louis CK, who, who obviously yeah. makes a shitload of money off of his TV shows and everything like that, but he still loves to go hit the clubs. He still loves to go do that stand up. Do you think you're going to be yeah. this, the, the same way if you become successful in acting, you feel like you got to get back to the stage? Oh, oh, for sure. I, I think, I mean, I think so. Like uh, if I get successful in any field, mm -hmm. if money is not the issue, right. Uh, this is that that's the best part um like yeah when i worked with uh mike mcdonald the uh, he told me he's like yeah the, the the stage he's like i'll do the comedy for free right you're not paying me for me to, me to do my act you're paying me to you know get in my car and drive to wherever and wait in a hotel room for six hours alone until the show starts and i'm away from my family that's what you're paying me for right right uh, yeah, so I would, I would, I would definitely go back to the stage. Always, it's, it's nothing like it. It's great. That's amazing, man. And, and, yeah, and sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. No, yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say that's uh, that is uh, uh, as another thing as as comics. Um, it's just to always try to find something that's comedy related to do. Right. And so you know, script writing is very big, and you know, podcasts just like yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. a lot of comics are starting podcasts. Right. Um, and stuff, but nothing better than this, uh, everybody, this is the greatest one. Uh, so, uh, so, you know, to, 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 to find something in the downtime that you have right. to do, to be productive and to do something that's comedy related is, is huge. It's key. Yeah. 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 
Unbelievable. You're yeah. you're taking off to India here, and uh, yes. I I don't know if you've talked about this publicly, but but you're you're you got a special project that you're working on right now. Yeah, yeah, I haven't I haven't uh, talked about it. Uh, I haven't talked about it publicly, but like, yeah, I posted it on on, on my Facebook and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the reason why I'm going. I, I need to uh, obviously, uh, you know, money is is just half of it. I need to work out everything. Mm-hmm. So I know that the the money is going to be spent in, in in the right way, and sure. and it is possible to do it. And, and as as far as I know from the contact that I made out there, it is it is a thing. But now I'm going to actually go th- forward and and you know make it happen. That's amazing, man. Amazing. Yeah, man. and uh, yeah. yeah, the 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 uh, I should I guess tell them what the project is. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I think that, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, yeah. Go for it, man. Yeah. So 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 this year uh, uh, of uh, is the was the best year stand up career wise uh however uh worst year personally wise uh my dad who actually is is one of the reasons why I got into stand up comedy he's hilarious um he's he's the first one who actually told a joke the uh uh that I that I heard right you know you know Chris Rock was the first stand up comedian I'd ever seen right but he's the first one that that hit, hit a joke um he would uh, he do like terrible like labor jobs right. uh you know, uh, and he took me to work one day and I was just a kid and it's just grueling work and it's hard mm-hmm. and, uh, it's sunny out, you know, Yeah. and they're making like 30 cents an hour, you know, it's just, just yeah. the worst. I don't know how I, how I got fed, but, uh, I'm, I'm sure he sold crack on the side. I, I, I guarantee <laughs> it. There's no, how are you going to uh, have a house, man? There's got to be a city underbelly somewhere into that industry, yeah. man, that we don't I know make, about. I'm sure I make way more money than my father. And I spend it on Jordans and then I have no more money. Uh, you know? So, so he's doing this backbreaking labor and so is everybody else in the fields. And somebody says, you know, yells out to my dad. He's like, tell us a story. You don't tell us a joke. Right. And he hits a joke and everybody everybody starts cracking up and laughing right i was like whoa whoa what but like my dad's cool like what happened here <laughs> this is magic. when did this happen <laughs> right and so yeah so that's crazy man. so that's what you know that's that's what who i always wanted to be yeah. and uh and and this um and this year in may my father passed away mm-hmm. so super hard you know yeah, i'm sorry to hear that, still man. dealing with yeah. yeah and then so so i'm going to thank you I'm going to India. I'm going to do some comedy there as well, Amazing. but uh, okay. but mostly mostly it's just to uh, to, to go over uh, because of my father, and I'm trying to uh, raise money uh, to uh, uh, to name a school after my dad uh, in his village that he grew up in, and you know just so so his name lives on, right. sort of thing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and so I, I've started a GoFundMe uh, project, and so I'm just trying to raise money uh, money for that. Amazing man, what a great great cause and an absolute tribute to your father who sound like a pretty amazing guy. Oh, the greatest. Wow, man. That's amazing. Yeah, dude. And, and when I, when I was a comedian, uh, so I, I got into comedy mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, I would visit with my dad and then all of a sudden he's like, Oh, Hey, uh, you want to hear a joke? And I'm watching TV. And I'm like, no, of course I don't want to hear a joke. And then I thought about it, you know, the, the time when I was a kid and I'm like, Oh wait, yeah, yeah, no, actually I do want to hear a joke. This guy's the funniest dude in the world. <laughs> I'm a comic now. I can profit from this. This is great. You know, I'm a dude. He's going to tell me a joke. I'll just translate it. Yeah. Boom. Huge. 
<laughs> the jokes he would tell me were the worst piece no of sh- garbage I'd ever heard in my life. No way. Oh, oh the, he, he has he has this one joke uh, where he uh, this was his favorite joke. I don't know why. He said uh, he said uh, there was a there was a cat uh, that was uh, in labor, but uh, it, uh, it ate a ball of yarn, and right. so it started having stomach pains. So when the owners came uh, came home. Saw the cat was in pain, so they called the vet. The vet said, "Bring it over." He said, "You know what? We'll watch it over at night. Um, uh, I know you're worried about the litter, but we'll watch it and we'll, we'll give you a call if there's any news." Next day, vet calls them, uh, and uh, and he goes, uh, "Hey, good news! Your your cat gave uh, birth to its li- birth to its litter, but uh, they all came out wearing sweaters." <laughs> <laughs> and this, yeah. The worst joke in the world, right? And I'm watching TV, and I have not. And he's sitting, he's sitting like to to my right, right. On, on a different couch, and I can tell he has not stopped looking at me for my reaction. Just smiling. Yeah, he's like, did, did you get it? Did you? And I'm like, no, I got it. He's like, you're not laughing, so I don't think you got it. Oh, it, it is the yarn. Remember no. the beginning of the joke? I'm like, no, 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 I got it. And then he would ask me, he's like, so did you tell that joke on stage yet? I'm like, no, of course I didn't. I would never do that. Oh, and dude, he's like, you'll tell money, it. man. You yeah, got to tell, tell that it. joke, dude. You got to tell that joke, man. Yeah, I oh. might I might just bring it into that same story at the end of my shows. But, uh, yeah, I have uh, that was the joke. That was the joke. <laughs> I'm like, man. Oh, it's dynamite, man. Hey, Sonny, how can people find you, man? I know you've got, uh, like you said, you're going to be going away for a little bit. But uh, do you have a New Year's Eve show booked or anything like that yet? Yeah, I think um, it's in the works, but I think I will be um, at a uh, is is there a place called Fort Saint James or something like that? Fort Saint John, somewhere in BC? No, Fort not Saint, in, no, not Fort Saint John. No, Saint Saint John's is in uh, no, no, no. Where's that at? Fort Fort Saint John is northern BC. Okay, you know what? That's what it is. It's like a Fort pipeline town or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think I might. So I think somebody hired me to do a. Uh, to a show in, in a hotel or whatever, you know, cause everything's going great in my fucking life. Um, I don't know if I could cuss, but I just did. Of course did. you can, man. All right. In that case, bitch. Uh, so, but you can, you can, uh, uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter, uh, followers, uh, I need to increase that ASAP, yeah, absolutely. but it's a uh, sunny D comedy. And also, uh, on Instagram, it's sunny D comedy. And I'll be posting pictures, uh, myself uh in india and stuff too when i go out there awesome man that sounds like a blast hey sonny thanks so much for doing this man hey no problem man thanks for having me i really appreciate it all right folks and there you have it the wonderful mr sonny dollywall thanks for joining us my man i appreciate that interview it was dynamite very very heartfelt especially the stuff about your dad, man. All of our best wishes go out to you and your family in that tough time. I know it was difficult, but uh, stay strong, man. You're doing great things. Hey, on behalf of everybody here at Yucky X, Mr. Mark Breslin, myself, your host, Jake Hirsch, executive producer, Kira Williams, and, of course, the webmaster, Camille Sarovi. I think. God damn it. I got to check with her. Anyway, thanks for joining us, folks. Stay tuned. We will be back with some badass new interviews over the holidays right next week.